Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with co-hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Each week, we take an authentic dive into how mindfulness continually impacts our lives, deepens our relationships, and allows us to be emotionally alive. We filter all of our conversations through the man box, where we unpack how as men we are expected to act in society, how fighting the authentic human experience is exhausting and damaging, and how mindfulness can help. Now, onto the show. <laughs> All right, what's wow. up? How are you? We get all professional in here. <laughs> it's a little scary, man. <laughs> hey, welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness. I'm uh, your, one of your co-hosts, John McCaskill, with my brother from the mother, mother Will Schneider, over there. And uh, we are going to be jumping into scarcity versus abundance with a special guest, uh, the guy who introduced the two of us, Scott. Tucker and Will will be introducing him here shortly. Before we get into that, I just want to introduce our sponsor, Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery is a service disabled, veteran owned and operated supplement company owned by a fellow Navy SEAL. They offer a range of supplements from super greens for energy and recovery to broad spectrum CBD products to immune defense. And we'll share their website in the comments. And let's try this out here in the captions. We're getting all fancy here. Hopefully we're not screwing things up. <laughs> Will, good to see you, brother. How are you? It's so good to be here, John. Uh, I'm so excited to have Scott on. Um, uh, it's, it's been a great week. Um, it's good to be back on the show. Um, should I just, um, anything, John, before we begin and jump in? Should I just introduce Scott? Let's let's bring him on, man. Here he is. All right, there, there is everybody. There is Scott Tucker. I'll give a little intro for Scott. Like Scott Tucker is an author, speaker, and founder of US Vet Wealth, um, which is a lifestyle and financial consulting brand that helps service members service members go from paychecks and government benefits to wealth and liberty. Scott likes to say, "I help the one percent." who serve our country become the 1% who influence it. I love that, Scott. Mm -hmm. um, West Point grad, serial world traveler, um, military financial expert and entrepreneur. Scott brings value, um, brings valuable experience and insight to those who have sacrificed so much in service of, of our country. Um, he's an author of several books, like I've already said. Personally, Scott Tucker is a great friend of mine, one of the funniest and most engaging people I've ever met. Uh, he has helped me understand and come to know the power of LinkedIn and leveraging my connections to create success. We are so happy to have you here today, Scott, uh, to help our uh, my Men Talking Mindfulness community understand the mindsets of scarcity and abundance and what we can do to shift. So welcome, Scott. Uh, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for thanks for coming. Oh, uh, Mike, you're on mute there, brother. All good. Sorry, I was I was muted, so I didn't do anything in the background there. But uh, um, no, uh, uh, really, really excited to be here, guys. Obviously, I uh, just just love that you two have connected and are doing this. I mean, ever since Will and I first met, I was like, this is I need to see this in the veteran community. And then I met John. I was like, oh, there's a Navy SEAL doing it. Holy cow. You know, so, it, you know, because I've been on some, you know, I've, I've gone down my weird journeys of trying to figure out what's going on up here. And um, yeah, so just happy to, uh, to to share some experiences. Love the idea of talking about scarcity versus abundance. Uh, I think it's just something that's hard to wrap our head around. Uh, what took me years and years myself. But thanks again, guys. Love being here. Yeah. Um, well, you know, why don't have you here, man? Yeah. Same, same, same. Let's do, um, John, you want to lead our grounding practice today? John, I mean, and Scott, yeah. join us as well for this, everyone out there. So John, please uh, take us away. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll do it. And uh, I need it because again, I'm amped up. I always get amped up right before the show, but I'm, I'm especially amped up as we're playing with new tech and we don't want to screw it up. And we're hoping this is streaming. Uh, I see some comments coming in from Lindsay. So I'm assuming it's streaming. <laughs> Yeah, so anyhow, hey, yeah. So yeah, if you're watching or tuning in later on audio, go ahead. Um, find a, a comfortable position. I like to plant my feet firmly on the ground, and then I place my hands on my lap. I do palm up. That invites a feeling of vulnerability, which taps into that parasympathetic nervous system. And then, if you feel comfortable doing so, go ahead and close your eyes. 
or just soften your gaze. And let's start with a couple of deep breaths. Begin by breathing out all your air, bringing your navel to your spine. Breathe deep into your belly, through your nose, into your chest. Hold that and let it go. Nice and slow, nice and slow, bringing your navel to your spine. Hold that. Breathe into your belly, through your nose, noticing the air passing your nostrils. Chest, hold and relax. Breathing out, noticing your belly contracting chest contracting and the air passing out through your mouth hold that breathe in through your nose down in your belly hold at the top and relax releasing that air letting it go nice and slow and with that letting go all your tensions all your worries and bring your focus into the here and now hold it at the bottom into your belly through your nose chest hold it at the top and let it go relaxing again letting go of the air your breath and all your worries tensions anxieties bringing your focus to the here and now now just breathe naturally continuing to focus on the sensation of breathing the expansion and contraction of your belly and chest the physical sensation of the air passing into your nostrils as you breathe in, passing out past your mouth as you breathe out. Now I just want you to think about abundance. As we go into the show on scarcity versus abundance, think about what you have in your life, not what you don't have, but what you do have. What you have to protect you, what you have that provides for your needs. Just bring that feeling of abundance into the show. As we wrap up this grounding practice, we'll wrap up with one more deep cleansing breath, breathing in through the nose, down in your belly. Hold that at the top and relax, letting it go nice and slow. And when you're ready, go ahead and bring some movement back in your body. And if you had your eyes closed, open your eyes up. If your eyes weren't closed, just refocus. And here we are, gents. Thank you for letting me lead that. I appreciate it. Wow. Uh, thank you, John, for that. Uh, uh yeah I'll, i feel better already you know we're using just so everyone knows we're using a, a software called restream um we're able to actually live stream on uh linkedin two different facebooks and something else or on, and youtube so YouTube, we're, we're, yeah. we're more in more place i see uh pakistan is in the house mike we have someone from pakistan john yeah how about that, that Jersey, right and, New Jersey <laughs> as well. uh, and 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 here we go bill is saying great stuff john so this, the comments hey, are great so nice the comments are working great they, yeah, they are, right <laughs> so uh how about i jump in john do our you know kind of set the baseline with some definitions let's do it that's let's okay it. with you and um we, you know we haven't really we use the word mindset a lot but we really haven't gave a, a simple definition of it so uh, I want to mindset. Uh, the, the definition of mindset is uh, the established set of attitudes held by somebody. That's what mindset is. The established. Think of the words here. Established set of attitudes held by somebody. Okay. Um, and uh, and I think it's important to talk about how powerful mindset is to us. And here's a study. Um, um, a study done on middle-aged adults completed by research at Yale and Miami, uh, I guess, universities, revealed that those uh, with positive beliefs around aging 
lived seven and a half years longer than those with less positive self-perspectives on aging. So basically your mindset can prolong your life. I mean, think about that. Like just by thinking, right, in a positive way about aging, you can live seven and a half years longer. That's how important mindset is, right? So, you know, mindset is establishing a set of attitudes. Um, And let's talk about uh, scarcity and how it's defined. It's it's the state of being scarce or in short supply, uh, shortage. uh, uh, Some synonyms are shortage, dearth, lack, insufficient, uh, insufficiency, um, abundance definition, an extremely uh, plentiful or over-sufficient quantity or supply. A couple more definitions. Uh, another a definition is overflowing fullness. Another one is affluence or wealth, right, Scott? And the synonyms would be cop- copiousness and um, plentifulness. So um, that's like some of our baseline um, we talk about and uh, abundance and scarcity and mindset. Um, so the actually abundant mindset was actually first coined um, by Stephen Covey, who would love to have him on the show. Anyone else know Stephen Covey out there? We'll bring him on the show in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, and we'll add that actually to our, our resource page too. So uh, where right. should we begin? Yeah. Scott, you want to jump on that or John or, or how's it, how, how's this working? Hey, let's, let's let our guest jump in, man. Scott, over to you, brother. What are your well, thoughts? I mean, uh, well, uh, I think the idea of definition, I'm glad you led with that because uh, I don't know if you guys even know this, but I, I went to West Point, sure, but uh, I was a language major. Sorry, I was, a, Sorry. I, was, I was a Portuguese major. And, I, you know, in a way I was doing, I was like, oh, well, you know, this place is hard enough. It sucks. I wanted to have some fun. And, um, but it, it really opened my mind. I mean, I ended up living overseas for for 11 years. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, I traveled the world, I've been to like 50 countries and I put myself in situations where, you know, language and yeah, yes, there's the spoken language, but there's also, you know, um, unspoken communication. There's just trying to figure things out. You know, you're putting yourself and John, obviously you've been in these situations a, a lot as a seal. Um, you know, you're kind of forced to, to understand that stuff. So understanding the definition of words, I think is, is very important. And, you know, one of my main topics that I'm you know, not everything, but a lot of it comes down to this whole military transition. You know, what are we going to do after post-military life? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, one of the things we talk about military transition process, if you look at the definition of those words, kind of you just laid them out. If you look at the synonyms of those, military is talking about a whole bunch of people, not just one you know, a veteran is one transition is about uncertainty and fear mm-hmm. and, and process. It's like, ugh, you know, and, and so I, I just think that just, just that def, those definitions of those terms alone create so many limitations into the mindsets of our veterans when they're thinking about what's going on in post-military life. And so we get very pigeonholed and put our blinders on about, Hey, where am I supposed to go next? You know, tell me the next, the next place, the next box to check. And you know, that's, that we don't have to have limitations when we're a veteran. It's just an abundant world, and we got to give ourselves the permission to find it. But you know, knowing those definitions, I, I think, is, is is super important. So, yeah, yeah. great way to yeah. start. Yeah, uh, I'll jump on that. Um, you know, having recently transitioned out of the military myself, I think that's a, that's an interesting angle that we took. But uh, I mean, we've got two military guys on, so it's probably going to take that route, and I love <laughs> it because because there's definitely. Um, you know, with that scarcity mindset, there's there's feelings of fear, uh, anxiety, stress, um, and when you are looking for a job, as you start to get out, I mean, you've had a job the whole time in the military, you've had a guaranteed paycheck. Now you start thinking, there's only so many jobs. I better take the first thing that jumps out at me, right? One that alleviates alleviates that stress and anxiety. So now you have some type of platform that you're standing on, some type of foundation. You're like, okay, I'm steady now. I've got a job. I've got a paycheck. I'm providing again. Um, but there are lots of jobs out there. There's an abundance of jobs, and if you do your homework, you do your your preparation correctly, you can set yourself up for success. But not only that, having that mindset as you go into that transition thinking, hey, there's an abundance of jobs, but there's also an abundance of people here that need help, other transitioning service members. You know, one thing that I loved seeing in the transition space was all the service members that were transitioning were sharing 
their their resources. Hey, have you heard about this job? Hey, have you heard about this transition program? Have you heard about this? There was no, hey, this is my rice bowl. I'm keeping what I know and I'm I'm hoarding it. So what I like to see is that there's that abundance mindset in the transitioning service members as far as helping each other out. But when it comes down to what it is you are going to be doing, there's almost that scarcity mindset. So that you've kind of got that yin and yang, that interesting dichotomy of of feelings as you're going through that transition. So interesting, uh, interesting approach there. So, Will, you got any thoughts on that? Well, we actually have a, um, an episode on your transition um, John, yeah, yeah, like we, sure do. We, uh, we had an episode about that on the. I think it was the very first day that you were officially out of the military after twenty four yeah. years. Is that correct? Yeah, sure yeah. enough. Um, and uh, yeah, that was our first actual podcast. Like we did, uh, you know, the IG live a couple of times, and then we actually transitioned to a podcast. I think that was our first one. Yeah, was mindfulness in the transition space. So, yeah, yeah, man. I. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what else to say right now about about scarcity. I'd like to hear actually more from um, from Scott if we if we can. And yeah, so, you know, here's some questions I have then. So like, you know, what we we talked about some of that uh, some of that mindset of scarcity. You know, what like you work with a lot of veterans, Scott. Like, what are the things, or how do you begin to help them become aware of that mindset and how limiting it is, and then help them to you know transition into not not just out of the military but into like a more abundant and wealth and affluent mindset. You start with this question. Everybody should start with this question. It's called the Dan Sullivan question. If you've never <laughs> looked up, if you never looked up Dan Sullivan or heard about him, he's, he's the business coach for the multimillionaire gurus. Um, he holds these seminars and stuff. And, and he says, you know, ask this question, ask it of yourself, but uh, you know, ask it of people you're serving as well. If we were having this conversation three years from today, and on that day, we, we spoke to each other and we looked back to this day where we started the conversation. What would have to happen in those three years to feel, for you to feel confident, successful, or good about your success, uh, both personally and professionally uh, in those three years? And more specifically, what dangers are out there you need to be aware of? Uh, what opportunities are there that you can capitalize on? And then what are your strengths that you can really build upon? Mm -hmm. And I, lo I love that so much for, for a number of reasons. You can actually break it down. He actually does in the book about this. He has a whole book about this one question. Mm -hmm. And the idea is, one, it's that three-year. Um, and it could be five years. It could be one year, whatever. But I like the three years. Uh, because in, I think in the trans, especially in the military, again, we're going to, I know we're going to hit on military transition a lot, but this really goes for anybody at any point in their life. How many times have people gone through a life <laughs> life transition? But it's not going to happen overnight. I think many veterans are, are thinking, it's my next duty station. Yeah, give me six to 18 months and I'll figure out my new job. Nah, man, it, it, it takes a while and you got to have that kind of open-mindedness to, to allow that abundance to come in. That's that's being aware of opportunities. If you're not positioned to, to jump on an opportunity, um, and what I mean by that is if we get out and we okay, I got a job and it's great. There are lots of jobs for veterans. That's great. Is it the right fit and all that kind of stuff? Man, you, no one's ever going to know. It's, it takes so long to really find that perfect fit. And if you limit yourself to just, oh, I got my job. This is where I'm hanging my hat. This is my new career field. This is the new you know rank I'm wearing or uniform I'm wearing or whatever. Then what other opportunities are, are passing you by that you're not in a position to, to jump on because we've been told we need to have that steady paycheck, we need to have that job. You know how limiting is that? When reality is that that one that job is simply one source of income. It's extremely risky, it, it, yeah. if, especially in this day and age where all of a sudden there's lockdowns and you don't know if the business is going out of business or a new technology shows up. You don't even need that career field, let alone industry. I mean, these are the things that are going to happen. So let's talk reality now. What are we going to get the job? I'm not saying don't take the job and go off and try to find yourself. You know, you got to do a little bit of both, but you know, give yourself that three years and, and, it, and it keeps moving forward to constantly be aspiring for more because we got to, the only way you're going to, you're going to create opportunity. This is creating luck. The only way you're going to do that is if you're doing things like networking, building a personal brand and building skill sets. You know, skill sets that are that are unique 
and valued, not just I'm going to another college for another degree, for another certification that anybody else can have, you know, how are you going to set yourself apart so that you can, you know, allow that abundance to come in and, and give yourself mm -hmm. the time for it. Yeah. You bring up uh, well, I love that you, the whole idea of like, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Diversification, like, right? <laughs> right. I mean, cause like, you know, you have one job and something happens to you, maybe physically you hurt yourself and you can't go to that job. You know, and then it's like, you know, yeah, obviously they have workers comp and those sorts of things that help people, but maybe it'll be like go eventually because you can't get any better. And then what happens? You know, you're unemployment, you're probably even feeling worse about yourself and, you know, and continually exacerbating that scarcity mindset um, because of the your finite response to what you can do. Right. And, and, and how you can be in the world outside of the military or whatever you, you are in your life. But also another part here. Scott, you bring up is patience, right? All of these, everything we talk about basically, John, on our podcast requires a certain amount of patience to develop the skills, to ask those questions, you know, to, to take the time to, um, to allow, to, to, to actually put forth a plan, right? And then see how things begin to play out through that plan. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and not being married to that plan, right? Having something that in place to kind of give you that sense of confidence, but then being also flexible enough to veer from that plan when things change. Right. Uh, and I think that also ties back to the, you know, the, the scarcity and the, the abundance mindsets, the scarcity mindset is going to set a plan in, in place and say, you know what, this is the plan and I cannot change from it because I have a fear because I have an anxiety, because I have stress about it. It has to be this way. And if it doesn't go this way, then I'm failing or things are gonna fall apart or I'm not gonna have a job or I'm not gonna have wealth or I'm not gonna have prosperity. Whereas the abundance mindset is like, hey, this is the plan. Okay, this this little part of the plan changed. Where's the contingency? And this is, <laughs> this is straight up the military <laughs> talk that we have, right? Contingency planning, figuring out what your branches and sequels are and, and then coming off your plan. Um, but being able to do that, I think, takes an abundance mindset. Um, so having a plan in place and then being able to veer from it and adjust, that takes the abundance mindset. And that's the, the difference in the two. And, and uh, yeah, definitely want to talk about how to foster that mindset, because at the beginning of the show, Will, you, you define mindset in and of itself. Right. And you said it's an established way of thinking. Yes. So, hey, if it's established, how do you change that? How do right. you change an establishment? And and then once it is changed, how do you grow it and foster it? So I'd love to get, uh, get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it if you don't mind, I'd like to tell a quick story. It, 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 that kind of reminded me of, of a story, like setting up that plan, set up the contingency plan. Like if, 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 you, if you bring the equipment, you train the soldiers – and you put the plan in place or you have the opportunity, if you don't put the plan in place, what's the point of having having all the resources, right, to, to do what you want? Because I think the ultimate fear is the fear of mediocrity, that you wake up one day many years later going like, why didn't I do that thing? And, and so this reminded me of a story. I write about it in more detail in, in my book, but uh, I, I talk about what uh, I had a client. Uh, she was a former Air Force officer working for a government contractor, you know, making, making good money. And uh, she was only 38 years old uh, and living overseas. And uh, had this just really luck, happy-go-lucky mentality, just really wanted to help people. But she was working for one of the kind of ruthless contractors, their project management. Everybody else was a dude. And <laughs> it was a really rough environment for her. But um, she would spend all of her free time uh, going and traveling over, uh, to like Africa to work with charities. And now personally, financially, she had actually saved like $750,000 in her retirement accounts, which as a 38-year-old, you know, this is unheard of. Like I don't, I've seen colonels coming out of the military flat broke, right? So you know, <laughs> she, she'd done well. She'd done, she was frugal. She didn't spend her money. She liked to travel. She knew what she wanted to do, had a good job. And then one day she came to me, she said, Scott, can I, can I use like $20,000 and quit my job for a year and, and go travel and go work with some organizations and stuff? And this is around my time where I was kind of really changing what my mindset was around what wealth was really about. And I was like, yes, this is the perfect example. Yes, quit your job. Use your money. 
go do it. Go do the thing you want. And then she fired me because <laughs> she thought I was giving her bad retirement planning advice, which I was. If that was the only goal, it, you know, because technically that her money was in retirement accounts. And if you use it before a certain age and wrong reasons and all that, it's just, it's a mess. Our system is a mess. It puts everybody down the same thing. And it just, it's just all limitations. And it breaks my heart because that was the catalyst. I mean, gosh, this is seven, eight years ago now that um, I was like, I got to do something different. Unfortunately, I, I, I see her on LinkedIn. She's still at that same company. But, but I, I just I just see I want to, my goal is to get as many veterans as possible to use their resources. Some are financial, some is again, personal branding. What's in your network? Your network is your net worth to, to give yourself the space to go do those things. And, and so, you know, to answer your question, John, like, what do you do to, to, uh, you know, give yourself the permission to eventually, you know, go do, go do those things you really want to do. I mean, I, I think it's it's about really taking you know inventory of what those resources are, and and, and repositioning them to to really fit, you know, maybe multiple goals. What I like to call is add instead of having a goal of independence or uh, something like that. You know, what does what does that really mean in our day and age? I like it's very the idea. Vague, right? It's very vague. Yeah, I like flexibility. There you go. Like yeah. the, 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 position yourself for flexibility. You know, so so you're not just you know screwed <laughs> if, so, if something goes wrong or you end up kind of where i fear she might be or someone like her just many years down the road wondering why didn't i just do that uh you know and uh and so that you know that was a big deal for me that's where i kind of went all in you know i was just like i saved money i have these resources i have a network i just dumped it all i didn't care about anything beyond my three to five year goal and I repositioned everything. And, and so that, you know, some people consider that really risky and stuff. And, and I just thought, I don't know, I did what filled my heart up. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about age 65 or 70 right now. It's not my priority. It's not even on the top 10 of my list of priorities. Why is that where I would save all my money? Right. So, and as a, as a financial advisor, planner, whatever the heck that stuff means, it, it, I just, I just like, this makes no sense. This is what 99.9% .9 of the industry is telling, not just veterans, but all of Americans yeah. to do. And I just found it morally wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also very, you know, John, you mentioned earlier what you're saying, talking about her, Scott, there's like a rigid, there's like a rigidity to it instead of that flexibility. You know, it's very, and, and if your goal is to, start living life after 65 and, and your best, you know, youthful, most uh, pr probably productive and fun years of your life, you know, when you're like 25 to 65, what do you just to live when you're 65 and all of a sudden at 65, your life's going to change, you know, like, I mean, yeah. I, I have people in my family that, you know, they're in their forties and fifties and they're talking about the retirement in like 15 or 20 years. I'm like, what are you going to do between now and then? And then how is anything going to change when you do retire? I mean, if you, we're talking about mindset and abundance and scarcity, if you're living for retirement in, in the mindset of like, you know, 65 is when life begins. It's like, what are you missing in between? And then how is anything going to be any different when you do reach retirement? You know, if you don't have that flexibility and, and for all of these years of your working, working life, I mean, think about that concept and that mindset, right. You know, um, and you haven't, Develop that flexibility and lived in those rigid, rigid confines of that mindset. You know what? what like, what are the possibilities when you get there? You're just gonna be doing the same thing with an older body. You know, maybe a bit of a bank account, but like, you still won't be looking really to spend it. I would imagine if you've just been always um, saving, 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 which I think is wonderful. But uh, you know, where do you take those moments, like you mentioned to that uh, client of yours, Scott, to actually live life? Yeah. I mean, I, I look at my dad, you know, I remember when he was probably in his mid sixties, he, he eventually saved, he hit the million dollar mark in his, his savings. And he was a football coach and you know, spent all those years. I mean, football's kind of like the military. It's almost 24 yeah. seven. And, and so he, he got all the way to the end, saved all the money. And I, I, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't make it seven years in retirement. And so he never used it. It's like, I don't want the inheritance. That's what he was concerned about. It's like, oh, I'm going to take care of the kids and all that. It's like, man, you know, I think a lot of parents, you know, you want to leave a legacy if there's something there, but don't, you know, 
you want your kids to to do their own thing. I, I think we're seeing that with uh, you know a lot of famous uh, children these days. <laughs> so yeah. you know, I mean, that, that are technically well to do off. I, I would just, I, I would hope people want to you know, use the resources that they've saved in, instead of just you know yeah. maybe passing them on. I don't know. And, and what are you also it, teaching? What do you you know? And, and be, growing up in that household and just showing up, punching the clock, get, going back home, saving your money. Like, what are you teaching your children at that? At that, you know, not to enjoy life, to enjoy life later on, you know, because also that subtle education of modeling, you know, what what you see from your parents or, or from people that are close to you. And, and will this 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 uh, is tied to, you know, Ed Adams and Ed Frauenheim's term of confined masculinity. Remember, we had that that example in the book where you're sitting at the table with your personas of the provider, the protector, and the conqueror, and you're like, hey, I want to go on this vacation. And instantly yeah. the provider's like, well, no, you, you're not going to be able to provide. You're not going to be able to make money while you're on that vacation. You're going to spend money on that vacation. The protector is like, well, what are all the risks that are involved? And then the conqueror, I don't remember what the conqueror was saying, but there's other personas that we need to bring into our lives as, as masculine energy. Uh, you know, as we talk about masculine energy, we want to talk in, we want to bring in the adventurer, the yeah. explorer, you know, the, the one who wants to go out there and live life and have experiences. And when we're talking about abundance, we're not just talking about abundance in a bank account, right? We're talking about abundance in life. Like when we look back uh, and you were talking about the, the one question, I forget the the one question, uh, Scott, the, that you mentioned, the name of the guy who asked it. Dan, Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan. That's what it was, Dan Sullivan question. Hey, when you look back three years from now, what's gonna what's going to define success? Well, what about when we look back on our life? Mm. And we were like, okay, sure, I have X, Y, or Z saved up in my bank account, but did I experience life? And that's what we always talk about in in this show: is life is about experience. And if you, if all you're doing is working to provide and protect, you're missing out on so much. Mm. And so I think that's that's also a a feeling or a mindset of scarcity is that you're wrapped up in the money. And that's where your your mindset of scarcity is and not exploring the other aspects of your life and kind of untying those chains, breaking those chains and getting out and and fully experiencing this this thing called life. Yeah, I mean, when you know, most of most of my military career, I ended up being a staff officer. I mean, I was I was only active duty for six and a half years. Um, But, you know, that's very forgettable. I was in cubicles and in, in uh, secure facilities for, for for the majority of the time when I wasn't a platoon leader. And then again, you know, post-military, I was in offices. And, and yeah, I kind of remember how it went over those years. But I'll tell you what I do remember. Running with the bulls, motorcycling across Vietnam, doing yoga on a beach in Bermuda with a guy named Will Schneider. Um, <laughs> so, I think I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not saying everybody's got to travel per se, but you know, something to, to, to experience. I mean, gosh, this is an amazing, you know, once you start going really deep into, you know, what the universe is and, and, you know, how we're, what consciousness is and all that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, aren't you fascinated? Like, that's what I want to shake a lot of veterans. Like, don't you want to go figure out what all this is? And and like, I just can't stop. And I guess some people think, think we're crazy when you think like that, but at the same time, I don't know. I just see the world differently and more abundantly and my anxiety, my worry about every stuff, everything. It's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. You know, it's going to, we're all going to die one day. What's the big deal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, die traveling, you know, or something, you know, know what's going to happen. But I mean, just think, Scott, you've said you've been to 50 different countries or, or more or something like that. Like, you know, just to just think about the, the abundance of countries you've been to and then therefore the abundance of experiences that you had and how that alone, right, by being a different – because when I, I've, I've traveled not to so many. I think I've only been like 32 countries or something like that. But I love going to different countries and going to the local market and just seeing how people exist and just like – and, and imbuing and absorbing different cultures. And it's, it's, it's helped – me understand and be super grateful um, for what I have here in the United States because we are so lucky compared to some of these other developing countries out there. Like the fact that we just have running water is a really big deal. Yeah. And, uh, but it's like it's helped me like continually access 
more of this abundance, more, and it helps me to become more flexible as well. I get out of the confines of doing the same things all the time and, you know, going about my New York life, which can have a lot of abundance in it as well because it's such an international and, and such a prolific city in so many different ways. Um, but uh, it, it's like, by having those experiences, I begin to see life in a more experiential way as well. Like I can, I don't have to like travel to another country. I can just go to another place upstate or somewhere else just to give myself, I, you know, I think what we're also talking about here is the variety of experience, which is going to create that flexibility, which is going to soften the mind, which we say so often, like how do we soften and get deeper in away from the rigidity of the sympathetic nervous system and, and that fight or flight and seeing life as a threat and then moving into this flexibility, abundance, gratitude, appreciation, love, compassion for others, empathy, all those things that we've continually talked about in the show are, are, are coming up right here in this conversation. So I just wanted to put that out there, but. Um, and that, you know, continuing to do that, uh, we've, we've talked about as we continue to do things in the past, Will, we've developed these neural pathways, mm -hmm. continuing to do what you will are talking about, what you're talking about, Scott, and some of the things that I've thrown out there that develops those new neural pathways and changes that mindset so that now you don't have that mindset of scarcity you know that, that fear that stress and anxiety but you have the start of a mindset of abundance and as you continue to do that that develops more and more and with that sure it, it invites abundance into your life but it also provides you that sense of peace you're not worrying about you know that piece of your pie. Hey, I, if, if I don't get that piece of my pie, then, then I'm going to miss out. It's not, life is not a zero sum game, right? It is. And we've used this term before, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. That's what we got to live like and not just, Hey, what we do helps others, but what we do helps ourselves too. And it, we, the way we think helps us, the way we live helps us. So yeah, definitely a way of thinking can can change the way you live yeah no, I'm, I'm glad yeah. you guys brought up the the neural pathway thing because it's like oh that's it like it, it just reminded me like i feel like i rewired my brain and in in the one thing that comes to mind is that noticing that question the the, the three things the, mm -hmm. you know look out for dangers you know be ready for opportunities focus on your strengths what's the one that that doesn't come up that you always hear about in a swot analysis weakness strength weakness yeah. who cares about your weaknesses go find somebody else who's good at what you're not good at and so that that's when i rewired my brain yeah. is i just like all these things oh, i'm not good at that i can never have i remember i i hired a life coach once and he was like how much money do you want to make this year this year we'll we'll, we'll go through it i was like i don't know hundred thousand dollars like what i didn't care that money was a motivating factor for me and i just had this you know that again limiting mindset because i just had this thing i was like weakness oh i can't do that i can't you know, I remember, I remember, heck, when I started my first website, my um, uh, my web designer was like, all right, when you start blogging, and I was like, blogging? I, I, I don't want to blog. I don't have anything to say. And I thought that was a weakness of mine. Turns out it was a strength. I just hadn't given myself, I haven't, hadn't rewired the brain mm. to, to figure it out. Now I got, I've actually written four books and uh, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Dude. Like I thought I couldn't write one blog post, you know, six yeah. years ago. Wow. And, and so, you know, that that's, it, yeah, it was definitely rewiring. I love the way you guys put that. Yeah. And it, uh, one last thing I'll say about this, and then I want to talk about wealth, Scott, is, you know, through all this experience that we talked about and, and stepping, I, I, again, out of your comfort zone, how does that develop the necessary self-confidence in order to continually we rewire ourselves to be to have more of that affluent and abundant mindset you know it comes from experience someone i i yeah experiences uh some linkedin user I, there's no name here says experiences are the fruit of life you know and the more experience that we give ourselves the more fruit we were able to actually taste and and enjoy and and realize that i mean the, i think all 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 three of us are just like life is here to help me with my passion, with the things I love to do, and uh, and it'll it'll present continually opportunities to help me to do that. As, I mean, I, I I left a corporate job, you know, back in two thousand three, moved to New York City completely on my own with just a dream. Like that's it. I mean, I, I left all the con consistent paycheck, all like the comforts of having a job and this and that. But it was soul soul. It was so soul sucking for me 
that I was just like, no, I just can't, I just can't do it anymore. The pain of mediocrity. That's what I'm talking yeah, about, the man. Pain of mediocrity. The, absolutely, the, the pain of mediocrity completely. And you know, I just have something I, I want to note here about um, uh, the I have uh, about corporate corporations. I say most people, particularly in the corporate world, have been conditioned to have a scarcity mentality. It's no wonder when promotions and raises are scarce. It's no wonder that promotions are raises are scarce. Resources are limited. Managers hoard information, micromanage, abound, and generally uh, have short-term thinking is the norm. And this is, comes from an article on Forbes magazine, which I'll I'll drop in here as well. But like it's it's and if you're and if you're continually living in that environment, you're going to adapt that mindset and that philosophy. And what do you expect? Hey, will it, what are your results going to be? Just- yeah. I just got to jump in with the, the last line of that one paragraph in that article. It says, a scarcity mentality is what keeps many of us from achieving our goals. And you, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard the, the saying, hey, fear kills more goals or more dreams than anything else, right? Well, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's what the, the scarcity mindset does. Um, one of our listeners actually, uh, I won't mention my names, but, but he'll know who I'm talking about. Um, he offered me a job. Uh, this is, this is, a while back and it was a great job and i seriously considered it and i called him up and i was like hey man i've I've just got to take a chance on myself here i'm going to branch out and do something different Mm -hmm. and i was a little a little hesitant to tell him that because i was like waiting but this dude is just phenomenal and he was like hey you know what i'm glad you're doing that I'm glad you're taking a chance on yourself because five years from now, if you jumped on the job that I offered you and you look back and you're like, what if, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to be the person that puts that question in your mind. I don't want to be the person that has you questioning your decisions. I want you to take a chance on yourself and, you know, four or five months, four or five years down the road, if you've decided this is not the road that you want to take, you can always come back and we'll, I'll be here. But, that that abundance mindset can be fostered by yourself, but we also have to be supportive in fostering it in others. Like yeah. My wife right now, she's super supportive. I mean, she, she asks me every day what I'm doing. And I'm like, hey, it's something different every day because I'm in the entrepreneurial world. She's like, oh, that's right. I forgot you're dabbling in the entrepreneurial space. <laughs> and, but she's being incredibly supportive. And that allows me to have that abundance mindset because I have that support. So that that's another thing that you can do to foster that that abundance mindset is surround yourself with people who also have that same mindset. Uh, I just wanted to say that and uh, real quick and also give a shout out to uh, to the guy who knows who I'm talking about. You'll hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, actually, that's a great example because because think about it. Like if you're in a corporate environment or an employee employer environment. I mean, of course, your boss or whoever's above you doesn't want you thinking abundantly because mm. then then you either take their job or yeah. or leave. And then that makes their job harder. So they're going to they want to keep you in a limited mindset. No, this is your job. Stick to your lane. How often do we hear that in the military? Stick to your lane. It's like says who once 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 you're not, you know, you know, if you don't have to answer to somebody else. Well, you mentioned talking about wealth. And, and I think this is a great way to to get into it. Yeah, Naval Naval Ravikant is someone to definitely follow, and he he posted a Twitter the other day where he said something along the lines of, "You can make as you can be making as much money as you want, but if somebody else is telling you how to dress, somebody else is telling you where to be when, somebody else is telling you what you can do with your time, you are not free. You are not wealthy." Mm. And it's just like, again, not that it's, it's not bad to use those things as a jumping stone, use those things to get experience, resources, network. Sure. But understand that nobody's obviously you hear about people having great bosses and and training them up and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, most people want to keep everything status quo, just to keep things easy so they can, you know, figure out where to plug in their umbilical cord and, and uh, <laughs> not have to make decisions for themselves. And so don't surround yourself by those people. Like if you if you got people and you're like, I had a friend who uh, Air Force Academy grad, you know, went and got an MBA, did all the things. And, and frankly, in the 10 years he's been out of the military, he's been mostly unemployed. And he, he'd 
he'd message me every once in a while. Hey, Scott, like I'm in a rut. Like I need some help. And I, and I'm over here in entrepreneur world and I'm saying, get on LinkedIn, do this, do that. And he, he wrote back to me one day and he's like, well, kind of read your book. It looks like snake oil sales. And I was like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Mm. And that's okay. Mm. I, I, you're, yeah. just, it just ain't going to be a thing there. I mean, why? Just because we partied and went to beer fest in Germany 15 years ago, <laughs> do I still have to, you know, spend my time if it's not going to be when I can hang around Will and John and we can lift each other up and we can use things like LinkedIn to find those others like us uh, that, that, that want to get in on the game where, wherever you're at in this process, if you want to, just everybody's got to start somewhere, you know, figuring out what all this stuff means. You know, I don't, I, I'm almost afraid of the word entrepreneurship because that seems like a whole nother scary thing. It's just about, you know, figuring out, I mean, we're in this crazy world of the internet age where you can basically, I mean, talk about abundance. No, like, my God. You, there's literally money flying yeah. through the air yeah. <laughs> in Wi-Fi. <laughs> through my PayPal, through my Venmo. It's just like, ooh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So true. Yeah. So true. Wow. Um, can you tell us more, uh, Scott, if you will, um, you know, about how you've developed a wealth and abundant mindset and how you help, you know, veterans in particular. I know, I know I, I, people are commenting here saying like, you know, wealth is or abundance is, is and wealth is beyond financial. But I would like to talk about, I mean, we do have to keep a roof over our head. We do have to yeah. you know, have money for bills and stuff like that. So, so what are the things that you do and the practices that you've put in place to really develop this mindset as well as how, is, how have you helped other people do that as well? And how do you continually help that people do that? Well, I mean, let's put it this way. You know, we've been talking about LinkedIn a lot. I think of all the, 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 the financial tools out there, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, gold, Bitcoin, there's no better wealth creation tool ever invented than LinkedIn. The fact that you can just go in there and create whatever you want, um, you know, today, tomorrow, <laughs> just just get started. I mean, we're doing it right now. This is on LinkedIn. This is how John, like, this is how we all actually. I, I met Scott differently in Bermuda, but like, this is how you, me, and you got linked up, John. This is how yeah. you and Scott got linked up, and here we are. Scott connected us. Yeah, Scott connected us. I mean, Scott is the reason we're here, everybody. Thank you, Scott. Right. I don't know if we, we've said thank you, but uh, we couldn't be happier, Scott. Like, yeah, I, I, anyway. And, and well, that's that's my point. Like, that's wealth, right? Yeah. Like, like I could make all all the the money in a in a job working for the big corporation, you know, having to to rush to work every day through traffic, or I mean, do you want to be the person who spent you know forty years? You know, working for the man uh, to to eventually maybe one day retire. Or are you are you willing to spend you know four years eating you know, crap? You know, trying to figure it out so you can eventually have have your own thing. And so right. so part of that time is yeah, keep the roof over the head. I mean, make sure you have you have financial resources. I mean, but 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 those are the basics. We're in America. Like if your primary goal is I want to buy a house one day or or I want to set pay for my kids college or I I'm a, I want to retire early at age 59. It's like those aren't goals. That's, that's 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 what everybody should be doing in the United States of America in the year 2021 and in the internet age. Like what 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 we have the opportunity to do is to shorten that timeline to 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 I mean whatever you want it to be. I mean, again, there's, there's, there's no rules. Some people figure something out and a month later they're, they're ranking in, you know, enough money to, to have their, their financial freedom. Other times it takes like me, it takes taking me a decade to kind of figure out even where to start. Um, and so I don't know. I, I, that's, that's where I want people to think uh, about, you know, eventually put positioning themselves to 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 get, get open up that space that was your job for another veteran so they can so they can take their step, you know mm -hmm. that that's kind of the goal that we should all be kind of stepping out into independence so that my really my goal is to get more veterans financially viable so they aren't stuck in a cubicle so they can be out and be a voice of leadership in our society which I think kind of needs those they need more John McCaskills out there. 
um, you know, doing this kind of stuff versus, yeah, trust me, there's a thousand companies that would have wanted to hire John, you know, right away. But, you know, I applaud you, brother. I didn't know that story until you just mentioned it, but thank not many people. Do. Goodness, just thank just goodness the one guy me. <laughs> that that happened, and I and I and I applaud your buddy for for acknowledging you, um, taking that step and not wanting to be that guy. And it's just like that's the mindset. We just got to keep putting that out there into the ether, and I think more, eventually more and more of us are going to start to uh, you know figure it out, and then you know spread the word, pay it forward. Yeah. Well, I think right. uh, wealth. Uh, I you bring up a really great point here, Scott. Mm-hmm. Is in a, in a, well, in a scarcity mindset, you're, you're literally only thinking of yourself, how am I going to survive or my closest family members, where we begin to go into that abundant mindset. And it's just the opportunities come from the network. It comes from the people that you surround yourself with. That's where you're going to, you know, if you're connecting with multiple people, like throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, like how many opportunities are going to be presented to you? And if you're in this abundant uh, affluent mindset and also, um, you know, looking for those opportunities, not looking for those opportunities, but, you know, have the mindset that and not being rigid, but like being able to see, uh, have a vision of a great future, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, what do they say? Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Yeah. Yep. You know, and so it's just like you're but the more the, the more you put yourself in those positions. Uh, to create of opportunity to create that luck and take those risks, which are so important here. Um, but I also get a tremendous amount of courage because of my network. I get a lot of, uh, I feel the abundance of the people that I surround me with, which is, we'll go into a little bit uh, in a, a bit, guys. They have in this Forbes article, they talked about, you know, um, five ways to shift from scarcity to abundance. And one of the big ones that we've touched on many, many times here is, uh, is surrounding yourself with, with people with an abundant mindset which is so incredibly key because if, you know, that mindset is all as an established attitude, right? Like, so I don't know. I just wanted to put that out there. Um, cause it really is. It's like wealth is, is in not necessarily in the bank account, like, cause you can point to it, but I feel so much wealth is in your network. So much wealth are on the people that you connect yourself with continually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, going back to, last week's episode on gratitude that's another aspect that can help you to shift from that scarcity to the abundant the mindset of abundance is incorporating gratitude into your daily life and we talked about the gratitude journal we talked about just giving thanks for the small things and how that rewires your brain and then focusing on what you have you know focus on what you have and not what you don't have that can also help to really develop that that abundance mindset so yeah, yeah. episode four episode 14 yeah <laughs> of gratitude last week <laughs> that's right just just last week <laughs> well, so check it out on apple podcast yeah on apple podcast yes right that's right that's right go ahead i'm gonna put this put this back up <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm having a lot of fun with these captions, so f- forgive me if I put a, t- a whole bunch of them up. But hey, um, uh, yeah, I think we're we're starting to come to the the end of the show. Open up with a couple of last closing questions or comments, and then get into the grounding practice, and then uh, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Will you got any uh, any last comments, questions? Well, I just want to go. I got this. I'm going to run through this list, um, and we'll yeah, share, share the link. You know, so it's five ways to shift from scarcity to to abundant mindset. Number one, focus on what you have. Instead of not what you have, don't have. Focus on what you have. Number two, this is what we talked about. Surround yourself with people that have an abundant mindset. Tony Robbins, they quote in the article: "The quality of a person's life is most often a direct reflection of the expectations of their peer group." Powerful. Um, create a win-win situation. Uh, create a win-win situation. A scarcity mindset um, that if one person wins, someone else loses. Cre- create a win-win condition in your life to combat this manner of thinking. Look for ways for both parties to leave with a sense of accomplishment and a better feeling about the relationship. Four, uh, incorporate gratitude into your daily life. Again, that's MTM Season 2, Episode 14. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, and <laughs> well, I'm just reading the notes, John. I'm just reading the notes. Yeah, we got to plug ourselves. <laughs> Number five, train your mind to recognize the possibilities, um, and that's uh, 
And here, here's what, yeah, and that, that's what I'll say. Train your mind to recognize the possibilities and see the opportunities. Um, Scott, what else uh, can you add before we close? Um, I would just say it's about, it's really about three things um, that, that when it comes to wealth, if, if, if we want to drill into that a little bit, you know, a lot of people think it's about the financial piece and, and that's a small, small part of it. Wealth is about also your identity and your continued self-development, um, you know, at all ages, I think you have to have uh, all three of those things working because you can have all the money in the world and you can be, you know, arrogant and think you're the best of all things. But if you're not growing, you're going to stagnate or you can have a great identity and be growing a whole lot. But if you're not getting your finances in order, then what are you going to do with all that, you know, knowledge and stuff? And then uh, you can be growing and be good with the money. But if you're not really building a brand or an, a new identity, you're always going to be hanging your hat with, with somebody else, some corporation, some other label. And so, you know, I think that's that's the at least in our modern times, you know, that's the path to figuring this life out and figuring out whatever it means, but maintaining that flexibility so you can keep shifting and moving around and make the most out of every minute that you're here on this earth. Yeah. Well, so someone wrote yeah. here when you're, when you're uh, learning, you're earning. I there love you that. Go. When you're learning, you're earn earning. So, oh, yeah, there you go, John. Thank you. Picked up on that. <laughs> that was cool. I was like, oh, I should send this to John. That's a good one. So, yeah, I just I just figured out earlier that you could actually put the, the comments into the into those captions. Pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Give right, us right, people yeah. as we figure all this stuff out. <laughs> Thank you for your patience, guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. thank you for grace and, and gratitude and or grace rather than patience. So, yeah. hey, awesome. It's been uh, great having you on, Scott. Uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up with a closing practice and we'll close it. Oh, yeah. I think I think that's yeah. me. Oh, yeah. It's your turn, brother. <laughs> okay. Awesome. We'll just we'll, we'll simply close, close, close. So. Uh, let's find that seat again. Maybe ground your ground your hands. Uh, if you need to feel more grounded, put your palms down. If you want to feel more of that receptivity and uh, feel more of that support from the universe, bring your palms facing up. Long spine. If it's safer you are to close your eyes, uh, then close your eyes. And let's just start with a few breaths. Exhale out completely through the mouth, if you like, or through the nose. And then really hit the bottom. So pull the navel in, empty out completely so you feel like completely, completely empty. And then fill with a big, giant inhale. And let's hold this breath here at the top for five, four, three, two. Exhale really slowly for five, good, four. Let it go out through the mouth, through the nose, whatever feels good for you. Let's do a couple more of those. Inhale for big for five. Big, big, big breath. Hold five. Exhale five, four, three, two, one. Nice. One more of those. Inhale five. Hold five. Exhale, five, four, that's it, three, two, one, beautiful. And just take a moment here, keep on a nice smooth breath, and just take one piece of information, just one piece of information that you learned from this last whatever, how much time we've been here, that you can bring into your life and actually actuate. One thing. See it in your mind. Connect to the breath and allow it to fill that imagination and drop it down into the heart. Take a few more breaths to really find the courage to take that step. So big breath in, filling the heart. Exhale, we grow through the heart, seeing ourselves taking that step. Two more, big breath. Exhaling, go further. Growing larger with courage. One more, inhale. And exhale. Good, when you're ready, 
Thank you, Sal, for showing up. I thank all of you for being here. Open your eyes. God, I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Thanks for leading us through that. Scott, yeah. always a pleasure, brother. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, sincerely appreciate it. It was a great show. Tons of insights. I'm going to have to come back and rewatch it and uh, write down all the lessons uh, that were shared in it. So thanks, gents. Uh, great yeah. stuff. Um, and for our audience, next week, we've got Rhonda McGee, uh, lawyer, mindfulness expert, and racial uh um, tension and racial diversity. There you go. Racial justice, the inner work of racial justice through mindfulness. Thank you, Ann. I have the book on the other side of the table. So thank you. For I got your back, John. I got your six. Uh, she's fantastic. And, and she has a ton to share about how mindfulness can be, uh, be worked into racial equity and uh, doing away with that racial injustice. Uh, for those listening, or for those watching, please consider jumping on Apple Podcasts, giving us a review, sharing with your friends, family, whoever needs to hear it, uh, or a rating. So thank you all uh, for being here with us today. Have a wonderful weekend. And that is a wrap. Boom. We'll Thanks again. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for joining Will and John on Men Talking Mindfulness. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share it with your friends and family. And please, we would appreciate a review too. Until next time, this has been Men Talking Mindfulness. Thanks for showing up.